0: And get you, all right. Let's uh, get started with a word of prayer, and then we'll we'll get started. Dear God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the many blessings you give us, and we thank you for everything you do for us and the freedoms we have to come here and worship you and, and learn about your word, Lord. And I I just ask that you bless us as we go through this class. As always, help us to learn something that we can take out into the world and to use to bring others to Christ, Lord. And just Help us to take what we we talk about today also and 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 help us to grow from it and and become better Christians for you and it's in Christ let we pray amen all right, so what I was going to do I was going to start this week off kick it off on the new series uh it was going to be looking at praying and the felt like in the class that I set at the very beginning does anyone know what one of the, the the one of the main rules I set in the very beginning was if you have something or a problem that you want to complain about then you need to have a solution right <laughs> and I felt like not to say I did we didn't have solutions for a lot of the things that we talked about but I felt like we didn't have enough and we didn't talk about enough of um, our solutions that we, uh, of some of the things that we looked at. So today's class um, is going to be more your class today than it is my class today. Because, and I, and I titled this one, so we've been talking about new, so I titled this one, Let's Be the New. And my my what I want to do is I want to kind of talk to everyone and get feedback from everyone on everything that we've been through in the last. I guess it's been about. Well it's getting close to a year. I think it's about eight y- months, some seven, eight months. I think I took it over in around May or June. So with everything that we've looked at and we've talked about, and I'm sure y'all remember every single detail of it. My question today. is what can we do? And I know I'm spurring this on you, and, and you had not had a lot of little time to think about it, but I wanted to just kind of have a discussion today and look at this and, and, and see, because I want to see, part of this for me is to see, I, I'm trying to change kind of a mindset. I mean, you know, I've changed my mindset a lot around how... I approach things how I I do things. And I'll give you an example, and this isn't to brag. This is just one of those examples. Last Sunday, did anyone notice anything different about the communion that I did last Sunday? And and it's maybe one of those things you didn't even pay attention. I know um, one person did. I did an explanation for people who didn't know. So one of the things I, I want us to look at, and, and, and this is one of those things of what we can do, it's not a biblical principle. I mean, maybe I can find a verse to, to go to, to, to go around it. But the idea is, is to get ourselves out of the condition of the church being mainly for the church, right? And what I mean by that is when you go through a lot of our our, our lessons and a lot of our prayers and a lot of our our teachings, we we teach and we pray in a way sometimes that someone from the outside would feel really either intimidated or confused or just really have no clue what we're (laughs) talking about. And so that's why I did what I did last week when I did communion. I actually, before we did communion, I explained who it was for, why we did it every Sunday and the importance of it. Because I knew uh, we had, I think, three or four families who were visiting that Sunday. And so that way they understood why we were doing what we were doing, and they f- it helpfully made them feel a little more comfortable and understanding. So those are ty- some of the, when I say changing our mindsets around things, those are sh- some of the things that I, I think we should look at and, and think about. Because I do think for a long time our, our mindset has been almost like, well, it's mainly just church people in the church. Right, and if, and if we're going to reach out and we're going to try to bring in a lot of visitors, which we are, um, I want to say we've probably had 30 to 40 first-time visitors in the last two months. And so those little things, I mean, we may not think it's a big deal, but it, you, if you put yourself in the shoes of going into a place for the first time and they all have their 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 lingo, their their the way they speak, the way they talk, that they all understand, but you have no clue, you feel really out of place. So if you can adjust that a little bit, and that's just one of the one of the things that I'm looking at. So my, my question, what can we do? Wh- what are some thoughts? Now I know y'all are talking a bunch. What can we do, I'm sorry, maybe I need to, what can we do to be the new that we've been talking about? I'm sorry, let me, let me further. Mm
1: Mm-mm.
0: What do you think that looks like, Troy? I've
1: always been thinking, well, come, well, you come, go to church. Well, that's so universal, you know, instead of we need to be, you know, go to worship, we're going to worship instead of church
0: per se. Okay. No, I think that's a okay. good point.
1: they don't want to be a hypocrite well you know just look around and you'll see a bunch of hypocrites and you have to they have to realize that we have to tell those those that come to visit that we're not perfect you know and that we're sinners and we're crying and 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 we're just like them yeah there's no
0: difference i I think (laughs) that doing that making people realize look the only difference between me and you is I, is I have Christ in my life which allows me to go somewhere that right now you can't that's the only difference, I'm still, I still mess up just like you do I hope to mess up less than you do because I'm trying really hard you know and maybe the other ones are trying hard too but they just don't have that, that Christ or that foundation to, to cling on to and I think if we let people know that and, and I, sometimes we're afraid to and there's reasons why we're afraid to do this, but sometimes we're afraid to let people know our weaknesses and, and, and where we mess up and the sins that we have in our life. Some of them can be very embarrassing. I mean, I understand that. But a lot of times, too, sometimes I think we like to have that. We feel a lot more comfortable when it, when it looks like we're really not, you know, I'm, not, I'm, I'm okay, I'm not, really, I'm not as bad as that person down there. And, and we've got to realize we're, we're all at the bottom. The only person, the only thing that lifts us up is Christ. So Matt, if anyone didn't hear, Matt said that everyone needs to be on the same page. It can't just be a few people or a handful of people involved, it needs to be everyone. I think I did, I summarized that up good. And I agree with that. One of the things we, we see a lot is, and it's kind of a statistics that's out there and it kind of fits, and a little less in this church is about twenty percent of the people do about ninety percent of the work. Right? And there's things, you know, I mean, for example, I, me and my family and mom and dad, we weren't here at the work day yesterday, but we had soccer tournaments, and I had an event I had to be at, and um, mom and dad had a funeral, and, you know, so there's events, but what, what he, when we, we talk about things like that is there's usually a core group of people that we see that show up to about every event or, or, or part of everything. And now the, the answer isn't, Everyone needs to be involved in every little thing. You know, I, I think that would become chaos. But what we, what the biggest thing is, is engagement, right? If you're engaged in something, if you're actively working in something, then that becomes a part of you, you become a part of it, and you truly care about the direction and where that, where that goes. And I think that's part of the, the problem sometimes we see, is we see a lot of people who are not engaged they 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 tend to show up on the Sunday mornings, maybe Sunday night, maybe Wednesday, and then then go. And so you the only way you're going to become engaged in the church and then move the church forward is if you can get if you could get 100 percent participation in things. And we do good on our VBS and stuff like that, but outside the church especially, and then they they become involved in it and engaged and impassioned about it and really go out and work. Hey, just things would, would blow up. Did I see a hand over here? Oh, no.
2: then i When we bring in new people and we have new people here, and they decide they're going to stay in worship with us, we need to make sure that, that we reach out to them and, and try to, to, to friend them, basically, so that they feel like they're part of the group. Yes, that's part of it too. Because if you don't read some statistic years ago that you don't have. Meaningful relationships, like two or three or four of them, within a certain amount of time, uh, people tend
0: to just leave. Yep. yep. So that's important too. So Steve talks about getting people when they, when they do come in is, is making. I'll sum this up: basically, getting them involved with a group of people quickly. And if you look statistically, churches that run small group programs or life group programs, however you want to call them. What the, one of their main focuses is if we have a visitor, or someone who comes back two or three times, our immediate goal is to get them plugged into a life group or a small group. Because if you do that, then that gives them that sense of community that most people are looking for. And then they'll become active, more and more involved, and, and pull themselves. You know, most people, you do have some people with personality types that they can walk into a place and basically just, you know, dive in and come plugged in easily. Most people are not that way. Most people need to be pulled in. <coughs> Brother, you, uh, you touched on what he ended up. That's why I think they add to it. A lot of times, people uh, will come and get saved or join a church or uh, get, get involved with the church. And the moment they're there, then they're, they're forgotten. Mm-hmm. They just kind of linger. And if you get them active and everything, and that's, that's something we need to really strive. Is to give them a, a job or uh, reach out to them and, and uh, get busy. Yep. Dad and him made that mistake in Augusta. When they, um, I was a little kid, I don't know. I just know they, I hear him talk about it and, and look at the statistics around it. But one of the things they basically said was we baptized them and left them on the stairs of the, the baptistry and took off. Yep. And <laughs> just left them there. And so they looked at their statistics. And I don't, do you remember how many baptisms they had that year? Was it 100 or around 100? It was around 100 they did in a year. But they actually went back and looked to see how many of those were still members of the church, and I think it was less than half. So, yeah, I'll get to you, Steve. I had a hand up right here. I think we need to take time to introduce
1: ourselves to the visitors. A lot of times we don't want to do that. We don't want to give up that extra time. When we, we're afraid we don't know what to say, but we should. You know, allow the love Holy Spirit. You know, to take that part of it But if we take the time to introduce ourselves.
0: that they really are yeah, I agree, I, and I'm not repeating because I, I can say it better than I'm repeating mainly for the live stream. So <laughs> so I don't want to, but what he said is basically contact people. Get when people show up when they're guests, you know, hit them, talk to them, introduce yourself to them, know they ask their name, ask where they're from, ask if they visited before, you know, let them know that you are glad that they're here and make them feel I, I will be honest I, I believe here we do an excellent job of that excellent job of that I, I cannot imagine I don't think I've ever seen a visitor come in here without 10 to 15 people talking to him before sometimes they get him in, in, into this room and so but that can always be improved I mean that's one of those things that you, you can be a little too aggressive but as long as you're just friendly and have a friendly face okay, we'll get Steve, I'll get Steve on will you
2: Along lines of what you're saying about a lot of baptism. One year the year I got baptized, the Linda Church of Christ baptized, I think, eighty people. And of those eighty people, I think Marianne and I were the only ones left after about five years. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you have to really it's great to baptize people, but you have to, you know, our work doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. We have to help them live for Christ. Yeah. We can't just, okay,
0: you're <clears throat> baptized, Go. Go, yeah. Well, yeah. I how to go. I, I would agree. I think our, and, and I don't say this to be overly critical, I think our discipleship process needs a lot of improvement. The way we, you know, the, the, once we create disciples or baptize people, that the process of training them and teaching them and, and getting them comfortable especially non-christians who've lived in the world for a long time i I think that process definitely needs to be improved i I think this comes from a not on purpose but we're so comfortable and we understand a lot of us grew up in it so we just assume that oh they'll catch on and they'll see what we're doing And, and sometimes you really have to you need to sit down you need to have those new convert classes you need to have those where you're sitting down and you're training people and saying hey you know, because I think, and, and this is one of the things along that line, too, I think sometimes once someone becomes a Christian, too, we can be a little harsh or maybe a little too, not overcritical, maybe I'm looking for, but we expect more of them than we probably should sometimes. I think sometimes that that we flip that, oh, they're baptized, they're a Christian now, we expect you to be more like us right away. And I think sometimes that can be a little little discouraging sometimes. Not all the time, but I think sometimes.
2: That's the, the point of the classes to help people kind of get a little knowledge so they have a little bit of foundation underneath
0: them to build on. I agree. And one of the things I remember in Cindy, I'm gonna talk about you for a minute. Um, <laughs> I remember when Cindy, we were on the old building, and I remember when Cindy was first converted. And I and she, and I don't mean this, and you know. She didn't know. She was like, she didn't have a lot of Bible knowledge, right? She would ask dad. Questions and when we was teaching, and I loved it. I, I I would laugh sometimes because she didn't know, and she would ask, and she always, and I, I hope we can all just keep that sense of continually to asking and say, if I don't know, let's ask. If I don't know, let's ask, and help those who, who don't know. But we also need to make sure that we, as Christians, who've been Christians a long time, study our word the right way and know as well because we're going to need to be the ones that, I'm going to get Joey in to other hand. No, I, I mean think the main deal is gonna be your father or one of the elders, but yeah. but just initial contacts and things like that, I think that would be effective. Kind of like a buddy system?
2: Well, you know, it'd be a lot better for like a young couple. Yeah. If, if you know Brother Ronald, nothing against Brother Ronald, but you know, I think they would relate to a younger couple, you know, because they would probably
3: communicate and ask questions.
0: No, I think that's a good point. I think when new people come in, matching them up with like people is good. But here's another, here's a twist to this, and and this is interesting. The millennial generation and then the the generation Z, and I, I wouldn't have thought this, but they actually like being paired up with someone older than them. They actually like, and this is, you wouldn't think it, but in the research it shows, especially in, in situations like this, because they they see they actually do have a respect a lot of times for those older generations and their knowledge. They see them, and so there's actually, there's actually some proof around them actually when if you take a, like a, a millennial group and put them with a uh, maybe a couple groups of or a couple people who are maybe in <laughs> the in the boomer generation, then that, that actually works out and well because they, they actually do thrive off their their knowledge and their experience. So it's a, but, no, I, I think both sides of that is a good point. Amber? Uh, I don't know. If this is, there's a lot going on head, <laughs> but... Yeah I agree with that, and, and so she talks about knowing and having an area where our, our, we can plug in. Well, I think one is just knowing and figuring out what our spiritual gifts are, right? And then two, where we can plug that in. And I, I'll be honest, with you, I think that's another area, along with discipleship, and I think they go together, is something that we we need to work on a little bit. We, we've kind of, I think, backed off a little bit from the the spiritual gifts type. Uh, thought sometimes i think because if you take it too far it can become some craziness but the, the bible talks about our spiritual gifts right and, and i think that is one of the things that we do along with our, our discipleship look is we need to plug in and have people and i i know i went through one class on it maybe this is another full series we need to look at is there's things out there that you can actually go online, and, and, and you, this may seem a little cheesy, but it actually it learns by your answers to help you figure out what some of your spiritual gifts are. And some of them, you know, some people know them right off the top of the head. Other people have no clue. It's like, I don't know. I don't, you know. And the Bible talks about the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit and, and what they are. And those are, are things I think we do need to, to look at and plug into because I think maybe sometimes that's why people don't get plugged in. They don't know exactly where they fit in. They don't know exactly what their spiritual gifts are. They haven't right, figured it out. So they don't take the time to, to do that. And, and yeah. Yeah. And, and that's honestly, that's probably worse, right? You get plugged into a place that you shouldn't be plugged in, where it's like, well, we need someone over here. Look, your body, we're going to put you here. And you hate it and it's a horrible experience. And then you end up, you know, falling away or, or pulling back and not being as involved in the church. I had someone after I thought I had someone after you. Okay, go ahead. <laughs>
3: Mm-hmm. together and I I think it does a lot as far as improving relationships because it's it's not us versus them and us focusing on the wrong things, it's being able to build each
0: other up and because we are the body of it. I think that is an excellent point. And I i am going to talk about that in a second. Um but no I think that and you and you're alluding to something that let me I'm a Hold just a second. But no, it's a very good, valid point. Did anyone have anything else, real quick? So I'm glad you said that. So if you listen to all the solutions that we've just had, and they're not bad solutions, don't get me wrong, but if you listen to all the solutions that we just had, what's kind of the one thing they all have in common?
2: Let's do
3: it right here at the building.
0: Let's do it right here at the building, right? Thank you, Frankie. Again, nothing wrong. Those are good solutions. But our mindset, and this is one of the one things I, I'm trying to break down, and, and it, I have it as well. Me and Helen will be having conversations, and I'll say something, and she'll be like, well, that's the mindset, you, the, your, your, the very mindset you've been saying you don't want to have, right? And so I still catch myself. Is Our mindset is what happens within these, I'll call them four, walls. <coughs> that tends to be our focus. Again, that's not bad because there, there needs to be focus of things, what happens, what comes in these four walls. But we've got to break out of that, and we've got to get our main focus should be out there. And sometimes that's hard because we have not done I'm not say we, but Christendom in itself, and it kind of a, a the mindset and, the, and what we've kind of plowed into this way of doing things has always kind of been you know, surfaced around what we do inside the building.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, is uh, your question was, what do we? What should we do as Christians here when people come in? You, you talked about there was thirty or forty people that visited here.
0: Yeah, but I, I did, I did, but and my my, my main.
1: Not perfect. We don't have it all together. We don't know it all. Nope. You know all these things. Is, now, what we do outside the church is totally like visitation. Um, I I've thought about that. I, I didn't get on a visitation group. Uh, small groups. We don't have small groups here that I know
0: of. We're getting there. We do. We're almost there. Uh,
1: <laughs> they do have,
0: they yeah, do have yeah, versions. yeah. We're getting ready. It's a new. It's a something new. We just we're yeah. getting ready to roll it, like roll it out yeah. to everyone. So, and, and I think that's really yep. Good. Yep. But, and and but my my original question, actually, and maybe I, I'm sorry if I wasn't perfectly clear. Maybe I didn't do a good job of of being clear. Like, this is, what can we do to be the new that we're talking about? And and again, I, I'm not saying talking about the things that we do inside the church. That, those are excellent things. We need to be, my, my whole point of a lot of the things that we're doing is when someone walks in this door, they need to have the best experience they're going to have anywhere when they come through, well before they come through those front doors. And so no, I'm not not downplaying that. Yep. So love our but my 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 push and in the mindset I want us to get into is the most important thing we do is outside these four walls now that doesn't say that worship's not important it doesn't mean that when we come in as a fellowship and we do things that it's not important but the focus I want to switch and the focus I want to change is that the most important thing we do I'll get to you Ralph I see you sorry The most important thing that we do is outside the four walls. Ralph, go ahead. I agree with that. I, I agree with that. And I think this is where we come to have our classes and we come to to learn and we come to teach, you know, and know how to do those things. My sorry, let me I'll get to you. I, I'm I'm working on a train of thought with it and I want to make sure I say it right. The thing is the the word you used was comfortable and i understand what you're saying but i i think a lot of us we need to become uncomfortable and i I get your point i understand what you're saying ralph of it's good to to come in here and be comfortable and learn amongst each other so then we can be a little more comfortable when we go out and we and we work but if we look at the statistics and we look at what's actually happening we're not doing that part of it we've come in and we're, we've we've got the being comfortable inside the building and doing those things we've got that down but we don't have the part of getting out into the world and then actually just inviting people 2% of people who claim to be Christians in one year invited people to church now, I, I, that's the statistic. I'm not, you know, it, we can skew it, but, you know, if it was 5%, that's still not a good number. Corey, and then I'll come yes. in. <laughs> that, uh, I don't know how everybody else I just wanted to mention that tied in right where you're at. Yeah. I think we're gonna a lot more questions, why didn't we? Yeah than we yeah. are aware of. Well I think you see that when Yeah, I talked about the verse last week, helping the poor. Yeah, you know, it's like the the main question was, Well you did didn't what it wasn't, oh wow, you did all these things, it was well why didn't you feed this person and why didn't you take care of this person and why didn't you help this person out? No. I really really. Just, just you know yeah. Exactly yep. yep. So back to what Amber was was talking about. Again, there there's an important role for what we do inside this building. But I think we've made this ninety-eight percent of a lot of what we do. And the numbers show that. And so what I'll get to it, Frank. What I want us to shift to, and try to shift to, is okay. Let's let's take our focus outside this building, and I want you, as you go through your everyday walk, kind of what Corey was talking to. Start looking, and I'll tell you, this will change. It'll change you, and it'll change your mindset about a lot of things. When you see someone out in public doing something that irritates you, ask yourself, well. Have I invited that person to church? Or if you see something, you know, or instead of constantly sharing stuff on Facebook that's critical or that's blasting people who don't think like you or those type of things, being more positive, sharing positive things, inviting people to church. Because let me ask you this question, and I, I say this on purpose, and I ask this on purpose Around social media for a reason. If you go back and you look at your Facebook page, if you were not you and you read everything that was on your Facebook page or any social media page you have, would you think that you were a Christian? Because I can honestly say, because I've spent a lot of time researching this, there is a lot of people. If I went back and read through their Facebook page and a lot of the things that they said or or even shared, I would say, well, that person, if they are a Christian, there's something not right. And and this is the kind of stuff that that I want us to start thinking about because I think we get all caught up in a lot of the stuff that we do and a lot of the stuff that we think, and our beliefs. And here and I'll give you one, and this is one that I've struggled with. Because if anyone knows me, they know that I'm a very conservative person. But politics—if I discuss politics, and whether you're on the left or the right, if I can always talk politics and I continually talk politics, when it comes to winning someone to Christ, what have I done? Right away, you drove half of them away. You've drove half of them away, right? So if I am a liberal and all I do is share liberal things and say liberal uh, promote liberal ideas to half the people I know, or to all the people I know, I have instantly alienated half of them. If I'm a conservative and I do the same thing, I've instantly alienated half of them. So any shot you had at trying to win that person to Christ, because a lot of times we're more concerned about winning that person to the Republican Party than we are getting them to come to Christ. To yeah. There you go. <laughs> and Susan, I didn't think about you when I <laughs> that come to, when yep. you said that I was like, oh. yep. Yep. But yeah, I mean, you know
3: Maybe she cut in front of me for a reason.
0: Maybe Maybe that was an opportunity. Maybe Christ was giving you an opportunity to talk to that person, you know, and, and that's hard because human nature. I'm the same way. You can go back and look at some of my Facebook pages or posts three or four years ago, and you'll find similar stuff. So this, I'm not some perfect person at this. Don't you know? But these are the things that, when you start to really study the Word, read the Bible, look at the, just the things that Jesus talked about of who we are to be. You know, our goal isn't to win people over to one side or the other. Right? To convince people to be Republicans or convince people to be our our goal, our job is not to do those things. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being, you know, conservative and, and talking about your conservative values and maybe trying to convince people. But most of what you see is not positive. And there's a reason for that and there's a lot of studies and I don't have time to get into them today but there's there's things that you will see on Facebook on purpose because Facebook wants you to engage and stay engaged in Facebook so they have algorithms that make sure that you're going to see things that are more negative than positive why if you see positive things how likely are you to get upset or or engage into that conversation Yes. Yep. And so those are the, those are some of the things. So back to what Amber was saying, like with other denominations or other churches, we don't have any good relationships, hardly, with any church that doesn't have the term or the name Church of Christ in it and i might step on some i uh, make some people uncomfortable here but i think maybe we need to look work on that yeah, but how powerful would that be to have a community outreach with all the churches in lake park i can tell you that it is it, it has a big impact um when we lived in kansas now this was well actually garnett was about the size of lake park I, how many people were in lake park uh, six, seven six, seven hundred. but the surrounding area that we would Okay, I, know, I don't know if we have a... okay, But we lived in a little town, Garnett, Kansas, had 3,000 people. I don't know if it was the whole county or if it was in the city of Garnett. I can't remember. But it was a small community. One of the things that I love, I look back on, is every single church in that community worked together. Be- regardless of their beliefs, they would have preacher's meetings where all of them got together, and they discussed things. We had... Um, singing events at different churches what was interesting you know we would go to the other ones they played music they came to ours we sang a cappella, and they got to experience what it was like to be part of the church of Christ for a while and I can honestly say that I I haven't been anywhere else where I saw I'm gonna be honest with you those group of churches got together and did more and, and, and had less conflict than all the churches of Christ in this area together And those are the type of things that I think we need to to work on. Like Amber said, we need to be, our main focus is what can we do, and then we can start right here in Lake Park. What can we do for the city of Lake Park that when our name is mentioned, when someone hears the Lake Park Church of Christ, they're like, man, that is that congregation that did this for the community, that did this. They, and they outreach, they are always trying to get people to come to their church, you know, not, well, y'all the church that thinks everyone's going to hell, or you're the church that thinks, um, or you're the church that uses instrumental music, or doesn't use instrumental music. And those are the type of things that I want to, I want to like for us to, to do, is, is get out of here, man, and just go out there. Really go out there, and that way whenever, you know, we will be known for And we can answer that question. Go ahead, Amber. Okay, I can't you. okay please do. I, I love to be challenged, and thats I try to challenge myself, so do that.
3: number of songs in the same order.
0: Nope, and, you, and you've caught me in the very mindset that I'm trying to change myself, right? Is it shouldn't be what is our church known for, what is God's people in Lake Park that has this specific name known for. What is God known for through this group of people here? And yes, so you've caught me in my own, my own challenge. No, no, yeah, I, I, that, and it's hard. And that's why I talked about when I first started this, the term church, and, and what it really means, and why it, it, it has kind of put us in an area that's hard sometimes to get out of, because we know what it understands and means, but the world doesn't. When, it, when you ask the world what a church is, they're going to point to a building. And so that's, that's a mindset that, yeah, we, we need to be out there changing and showing, hey, look... That building is, you know, we don't care about that building, really. Like, I don't think that when we get to heaven, he's going to mark off what denomination we're in. <laughs> like, I know that of yeah. Christ doesn't consider... Yeah. We're not... But it... If... No, I understand. I understand what you're saying. He's not going to ask, well, what group... What name did you belong to? Right? It's going to be, who who were you? And what was your heart? What was your heart? Excellent. <laughs> Go ahead. i got a couple more and we'll... Yeah. And, and we I, I will say that I, I feel that we, we no, do not do not because for for the most part, yeah. 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 No and, and I hope that's a, a good thing.
1: Yeah. Yes, uh, one thing that Jesus said in the very beginning in his uh when he started ministry, <coughs> he sent his disciples out two by two. You can say anything you want to bad about Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> I've been Yep. The, way they, the way they go about it sending out two by two is really the way to do it because one Christian will pick up another Christian yep. and they work together Together, and they did and, that and, and it doesn't
2: have to be
0: a whole group yep. just two people yep. so let me I'll finish with this and because I know we're past time my, my if I could, if I could have one word and this has been on my mind a lot lately it's the term rethink all right And and what I mean by rethink is I want you to sit down and I want you to look at what you've kind of rutted yourself into. When I say that, I mean your daily routine and your daily routine when it comes to church. And I want you to rethink how you do those things and reevaluate and say, how could we do this different or how could we do this better? But the biggest mindset I want us to get is, is, I want our focus to turn to the outside. And and, and that's the, the biggest, biggest thing. And I, I hope I can continue to push for that outside focus, that outsider focus, and to worry more about the people outside of here than to worry more about the people and the things inside of here. Not to say we shouldn't care for one another and worry about those things. Because I think if we do that, you'll see a dynamic flip, unlike anything you've you've really seen. I really do. All right, so next week we will get into uh, prayer and the Holy Spirit. We're going to look at prayer and the Holy Spirit and how how they work together. All right, thank you.